Hello, welcome to 21st Century Moses Podcast. My name is Sammy Zhu, your host. Have you experienced identity change? We all experience identity change in a small degree or it's sometimes in a big degree. Elementary school student to middle school student, college student to full-time worker, single lady to mom or wife, or even Korean citizen to American citizen. Now, the last one would be a pretty big change, but we all experience this type of identity change. My question for you is this, what is the biggest, most important identity change in entire life? But not just in entire life, but in history, what would that be? It is this, sinner to saved. Sinner to saved. We're all in our sins. We're devastated. We do not have a hope because of our sin. However, when you believe in Christ Jesus, He will change you. You will have identity, the most important identity transformation. What is it? From sinner to saved, that Jesus Christ saves you forever. Now, as we go through the book of Corinthians series, we're going to delve into 1 Corinthians chapter 6 to know, to study more about this identity change. So, let's look at today's passage together. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 9 through 11. Or do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived, neither the sexual immoral, immoral nor idolaters, or adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor those habitually drunk, nor verbal abusers, nor swindlers, will inherit the kingdom of God. Such were some of you, but you were washed, but you were sanctified, but you are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and in the Spirit of our God. Amen. Now, as I mentioned, we can find a big identity change right here. What is it? From sinner to saved. So let's look at the sinner part first. As you can see here, or do you not know, do you not know that the unrighteous, unrighteous, in other words, sinner, will not inherit the kingdom of God, what does that mean? It means that the sinners, unrighteous people, will not go to heaven. And what is going to be their uh, punishment? Eternal fate. It would be an eternal punishment, which is hell. And it goes on to say, do not be deceived. It means that there were deception. Probably the people were saying, you know, sin is not a big deal. You know, God loves you. And even if you are sinners, God will accept you to his kingdom so that you can still go to heaven. Well, do not be deceived by that. Because even today, even these days, there are some sugar-coated message that the sin, you even if you sin so much, but God will accept you. Well, do not be deceived by that. Neither the sexually immoral nor idolater. So Paul is going on. Paul goes on in with a list of sins right here. So let's look at one by one here. Neither the sexual immoral, the sexual immoral immorality was prevalent in the church of Corinth. And then uh, nor idolaters. These are the people who worship the idols, the gods, other gods, other than God the Father. 
God Himself. Now we see this example even now that people who are worshiping um, the uh, money or their fame or themselves more than God. That is idolatry. Nor adulter- adulterers, um, so the people who are the uh, having a sexual relationship outside of a marriage. Nor homosexuals, so that culture, or some people say it is a cultural, it is a physical, but it is a spiritual matter. We can see here that homosexuality is clearly a sin. Nor thieves, these are the people who are stealing in secret. Nor the greedy, these are the people who covet the other people's position. And then nor those who habitually drunk, these are the addicted persons. So it could be not just for the alcohol, but it could be a addiction to the drugs, addiction to pornography. It could be anything related to uh, addiction. Nor verbal abusers. These are the people who are speaking ill or curse curse words to others who are hurting hurting or attacking people with words. Nor swindlers. These are the robbers, like stealing things by force. Will inherit the kingdom of God. What does that mean? It means that all these people in this list cannot go to heaven. And then Paul goes on to say, such were some of you you know, he was talking about the people in the church. Some of you were in this category. So definitely some of you were sinners. But the, what does that mean? That uh, what about the others? Uh, the rest, the other people? So the other people were not uh, sinners at all? Well, that's not Paul's point. We are all sinners. Romans chapter 3, 10. There is no one righteous, not even one. What does that mean? Everyone in the world, historically, even now, everyone is sinner. So the Bible is very clear that the sinners cannot go to heaven. They cannot inherit the kingdom of God. Now, if you stop right here, you would be very discouraged. And you might think, like, I have no hope because I cannot go to heaven. I cannot go to the kingdom of God. But please do not stop there because there is a good news. Instead of stopping there, and uh, being discouraged by that, you need to ask this question. Then how can I be saved? How can my sins be forgiven? How can I go to the kingdom of God? The next part is a great news of all, that you will see the identity change I mentioned about. You can be changed from sinner to saved. So let's go, let's go back to today's passage. It says, such were some of you, but, now this is a big but right here, but you were washed, but you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and in the Spirit of God. So I want us to look at these three parts. You were washed and you were sanctified, and then you were justified. And all these things together, it means you are saved. So you are changed from sinner to saved. How? In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and in the Spirit of God. So let's look at this one by one. What does this washed, sanctified, and justified means? The first of all, Titus 
chapter 3, verse 5 says, You are sanctified by the work of the Holy Spirit who is renewing and uh, restoring you. He is, the, this is the work of the Holy Spirit that you are washed. But how can the Holy Spirit technically wash you? In Hebrews chapter 9, verse 22, without the blood shed, there is no forgiveness. In other words, without the blood shedding, there is no washing of sin. Now, who shed this blood? It is the Lord Jesus Christ who shed all his blood, who spilled out all his water to forgive our sins. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 10, it also says, you are sanctified by the offering of offering of his body. He gave his own body to forgive us, to clearly wash us. So it is by the blood of Christ Jesus, you are washed clean. Now, you are washed means that you were dirty. Why you were dirty? Because of your sin. We're devastated. We're dirty. The problem is, we cannot wash ourselves with our own power. No matter how great works you do, no matter how wonderful works you do, you cannot wash yourself. The stain still remains. However, the blood of Christ Jesus can wash it completely because His blood is perfect. His death was perfect sacrifice for us. So we can be cleansed. We can be cleansed, washed away. So that is really good news for all of us because we are dirty, but now we are washed because of Christ Jesus, His blood shed. Now what about the sanctified? The sanctified means set apart. In other words, you are holy. You are different from the world. Now you are washed, but now you are set apart holy. How can that be possible? Again, Hebrews chapter 10, 10, you are sanctified by the once for all sacrifice of Christ Jesus, by the one-time offering of the body of Christ Jesus. Now, in, before Jesus Christ, there were so many animal sacrifices because God provided the animal, the less than year old, the lamb could, could be, should be slain so that blood of the lamb could wash the sins of the people, but not forever, temporarily, maybe just one sin or two sins, but that's about it. So whenever people sinned, they, need, they needed to sacrifice the animals to be washed away, to be sanctified. However, we don't have to do this anymore. Again, Jesus sacrificed his own body, the her perfect body, because he was sinless. He is God. That's why Jesus came to the world, came to the earth to be sacrificed. But, but because he is perfectly holy, one-time sacrifice, one-time death was enough to forgive all our sins. So, through His offering, through the body of Christ Jesus, through His perfect sacrifice, we became set apart. We became holy. We became sanctified. And lastly, justified. What does justified mean? Justification means that God declares you are forgiven. You are right. You are righteous. Remember, today's passage in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 9 starts with that we were unrighteous, and unrighteous people cannot inherit the kingdom of God. In other words, we are all going to hell because of our sin, because of our unrighteousness. So how can God 
pronounce or declare us as righteous. What happened there? Romans chapter 4 verse 25 clearly says, Jesus was delivered for our sin. In other words, he died for our sin. But also he says, Jesus was reason for our justification. Wow. Jesus died and rose again for our justification. Of course, Jesus rose from the dead for eternal life so that in Christ Jesus, we will be resurrected for eternal life in heaven with Christ Jesus. Yes, that is definitely for the eternal life. But it's not just about the eternal life, but also for justification. Jesus rose from the dead to declare us righteous. In other words, if Jesus was dead and he is, if he is still remaining in the tomb, then none of us would be justified to be righteous. And then what is the consequence? Because we are still in unrighteousness, we will still go to hell. So because of Jesus' resurrection, we became righteous. God declares us that we are good. We are righteous in his eyes. This is why we are celebrating the, uh, the Jesus' death and resurrection. Now, this is the Passion Week, so we just celebrate on Good Friday for the death of Christ Jesus, and we celebrate the resurrection of Christ Jesus on the Easter Sunday morning. But that is not just a one-time thing or one day out of 365, but we need to celebrate the death and resurrection of Christ Jesus continually every day because because of his death and resurrection, we are forgiven. And because of his resurrection, we are justified. And because of that, we are changed from sinner to saved. Now, the question for you is this. Is this for everyone? Does God save everyone? Does God wash, sanctify, justify everyone? Well, not everyone, but for those who believe in Christ Jesus alone. If you do not believe in Him, you are still dirty with your sin, and you are not sanctified, but you, are, you still belong to the world, and you still are, you, are, you are still in your unrighteousness, so you will go to the eternal punishment, which is in hell, if you do not believe in Christ Jesus. Because John 3.16 clearly says, For God so loved the world that He gave His only Son, so whosoever believe in Him should not perish but have eternal life. That means if you do not believe in Him, you will perish and you will be resurrected to eternal life in the eternal punishment in hell. So this is a very serious matter. We need to remember what the God what God did for us. Jesus accomplished at the cross by his death and resurrection. And Holy Spirit applied the accomplished work of Jesus Christ by renewing us. And then God the Father will adopt us as his children. So, Jesus' work, the Holy Spirit work, God the Father work, the work of the Holy Trinity is all there to change us from sinner to saved. So what do we need to do? Without Jesus, 
without the finishing accomplished work of death and the resurrection that Jesus did, then we will be hopeless. We will be still in sinners. We'll be still sinners. So we, you need to accept Jesus. You need to come to Jesus Christ. Probably you are coming from different religion and maybe you are trusting yourself. You think that you can save yourself through your good works. That is not the case. You need to believe in Christ Jesus, His finished work, so that you can be washed and you can be sanctified and you can be uh, justified. Now, what if you are, you are a Christian? Now, you need to live a life of the saved. Now, the rest of the chapter 6 is talking about abstaining from sexual immorality. And Apostle Paul is going on to say that when you sin sexual immorality, that you are sin with your body. And the body belongs to God. So you need to glorify God with your body. And the first Corinthians chapter 3, verses 16 through 17 clearly says, We are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit lives in us. So Holy Spirit is holy, so you must be holy. That means you need to live the holy life. The sanctification is because of Jesus Christ giving his own body to us. But we need to continue to practice this sanctification in our life. That we need to walk daily in holiness. Because God is holy. There are many, there are some people in the church committing their adultery or sexual immorality. They think that God is just, uh, um, God is going to forgive them no matter what they do. That is not the case. The sexual immorality is a huge sin. So we need to repent of that sin on a daily basis. And we need to walk holy because He is holy. That is what it means to uh, have the identity change. And that is what it means to live according to this changed identity. We are changed from sinner to saved. So we must live a life of the saved. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We praise you for your wonderful message for the identity change. This identity change is possible because of what you have done. Father, we thank you so much for the accomplished work of Christ Jesus on the cross and the empty tomb. We thank you so much for the Holy Spirit's work, renewing us, applying this work of, uh, finished work of the, of uh, Christ Jesus. And we thank you so much for a uh, God Father who adopts us as his children as your children. Father, we thank you. We praise you for all the wonderful works. And Father, help us to uh, walk holy so we can uh, reflect your holiness in our daily life, Lord. We thank you. We praise you. In Jesus' holy name, I pray. Amen. Pastor Sammy Jew's latest publication, Burning Bush, is a spiritual guidebook designed to strengthen faith. It consists of daily meditations and memorization of a selected Bible passage for 119 days. This book, which is part of the first series of 21C Moses Devotional, is intended to foster a closer relationship with God by reading and reflecting on selected verses from the Bible. Over a period of 17 weeks, its purpose is to provide a deeper understanding of God, our purpose, and how to live a virtuous life through the words of the Bible. Get your copy of the book, Burning Bush Meeting God, today by visiting Amazon.com.